to go to keep it on the track. But y'all want to eat the box over my toast. When my granddaddy came sober, he had all the fingers and the toes. Now I support your little black boy grows. 18 years younger than my mama. But I really got beatings with the girl of trauma. In single parenthood, Yes, I love picking it off with my classics like When They Reminisce Over You by Pete Rock and CL Smooth. Do you remember that song? You know, I don't remember that song. I'm like the most that's, that's like from straight from the 90s, right there. Oh, man. okay. Like our, our high school then, prime then when I, they reminisce. Then, then I don't have an excuse. But, but you know me, I'm like uh, when it comes to music, not the most uh hip person in the world. Yeah, so it's all right. But so I want to tell you about the significance of when they reminisce over you. Uh, oh, okay. So first of all, I love that song. Um, and second of all, did you? So I completed Ozark yes last night. Did you see? Have you watched Ozark? I haven't that? seen any. Although I have a little. My sister is going to loan me her Netflix account so I can cool. catch up on a lot of programs. I'm not going to say which sister so that we don't break any legal boundaries right. here on the uh, on 1973 but is it definitely uh, it's Jason Bateman's best role since Silver Spoons since it's your move really <laughs> I, I actually I, I told you a couple episodes ago how much I loved uh Valerie uh the Valerie the Harper show whatever the, the hell that was the, called the, the, the Hogan family okay I can't even remember the name of the show it was so good Rich, Rich. No, but I, I did love that show but Jason Bateman is, is this series is so good. And it's so funny because the first, if you get in the first episode, it is like really violent, the first episode. Yeah. So just be ready. And then it kind of like gets you ready for what's to come. It's a dark series. It's, uh, but it is so good. And like, I, I was kind of intrigued by it. After the first episode, I was like, I don't understand. And then I kind of watched the second episode and I was like, okay, now, now I'm kind of feeling it. And uh, I started watching, funny enough, the first um, episode, I went to one of those like new agey dentists where they have the uh, TV on the wall or on the it's ceiling. Like the, and, uh, the haircut place with the televisions and everything with the baseball. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, but this is, I feel like they've been doing that for a while though. You know, maybe not Michael's Barbershop. I, I don't even know if they have a TV yet, but uh, the, the one. The, but when you're getting your hair done, or I mean, when you're getting your teeth done, rather, it's pretty cool, you know, like the TV up on the ceiling. So anyway, I was like, oh, I've always wanted to watch Ozark. So I start watching it with this hygienist who's like cleaning my teeth. And let's just say Ozark is not a family friendly show. And like uh, not one episode of that is. And especially the first episode there. I don't want to give it away for anyone who hasn't seen it, but there is a defining there are a few defining moments of the uh, show that uh, imagine watching in the company of a stranger uh, who's cleaning your teeth like I did. So anyway, that was pretty funny. So I started that and it took us about, um, it took us probably a year and a half to watch Ozark because it's just takes us a long time. But anyway, four seasons last night we finished and it's so damn good. So the reason why I played that song is the final episode last night, there is a uh, scene setting up a scene and uh, that song's playing. And I was like, it was really cool. But I was watching this final episode and just my heart is like beating because you know it's going to be intense and it lived up to it. And uh, so I highly recommend Ozark. If the, scene, the show is now gone. 
it's officially gone. That was yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's over. I mean, yeah, I, I yeah, I, it's over. The show is over. It was filmed in Georgia, actually, at uh, I believe as, Lake Lanier. Everything is filmed in Georgia these days. Everything. We make it very, very uh, uh, attractive with our tax benefits in Georgia. So I think it was filmed in Lake Lanier, I believe. And so, um, but you're right. Everything is filmed in Georgia. So uh, it's great show. And now I think we're going to move on to, um, there's two shows that I want to see. I have not seen Ted Lasso. Have you seen this show on Apple No, TV? but I, I've seen him talk about it a lot. It sounds like a great show. That's a Netflix or I believe that's, Apple, Apple TV. That's Apple TV. Yeah. And then, so I want to see that. And uh, I also want to watch The Bear. Have you heard about The Bear? I have not heard about The Bear. So I, I my knowledge is very limited and I believe it's only one season in and that is a, a Hulu show, I believe. And it oh, is okay. about um, someone in the restaurant industry and it just shows you like behind the scenes of like a lot of the stuff that people go through in the restaurant industry. So anyway, that, I think that's going to be next is the bear is what we're going to watch, but there's so much good programming on. There is. It's Netflix. just, if Netflix. you have a job, it's hard. <laughs> you got you to do your work. Completely agree, man. It is so hard because even I think about it, you know, we get maybe uh, by the time we put the kids down, we have about an hour and a half of TV of, of time, maybe two hours of total time, 30 minutes spent like, you know, getting ready for bed and probably watch, we still watch the 11 o'clock news or at least I watch part of it till I fall asleep. Yeah. So, you know, so I really have a short window of time um, to watch TV. So we just like, if it's, if the show's like an hour and it's like five or six seasons, I'm probably just, it's going to take me three years to watch it. So. Right. And I don't understand these folks that binge stuff, I guess. I don't know. I mean, if you have children, you can't binge watch something, right? Yeah, I guess when they're, maybe they send their camp, kids to sleepaway camp or uh, boarding school and uh, maybe that's how they do it. Because also, I don't think I could sit somewhere and watch 10 hours of television in a row. I think I'd go out of my mind. But uh, Could you like, play video games for that long or no? No, I was never, I mean, I like video games, but I was never like a, a quote unquote gamer. Um, like, it's interesting if you, I was listening to this from sports radio and they had like today, they had an update on e-gaming, like big trades or moves. And I, I just don't get e-gaming, but I mean, I know people really, really like it. It sounds like it's, I think there's a franchise in China, which is crazy, but there's a franchise in China and a franchise in Boston. It's like, you know, it's not like, it's not like, a franchise, you know, you're not, and you're talking about your NL East rivalry with the Mets and the Phillies. Now you have, you know, a Beijing franchise versus a Boston franchise. But I guess that's e-gaming. You know, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't understand that. Yeah, um, so much. it is it's e-gaming. I don't understand it either. I, I wonder if it's sort of similar to, you know, you and I never got into D and D as kids. No, no. And I, I know wonder if it's similar people. to that. Like people are like, oh, Dungeons and Dragons, like. The, the stuff but it's good man people need outlets so what do i care if people are watching people play yeah, video games? Yeah. it's not my jam i'm not going to do that but you know not your jam. you're telling me you don't watch simulation football there's a there's actually a league on uh one of these channels that i'll watch on cable called yeah. simulation football and you know they have analysts and everything and like 
you know, so uh, I mean, so you know, wait. So are these video games, or is this the the this remote is a controlled... video game? But but I think it's like you control certain players on a team. Yeah. So you're actually you're actually the wide receiver on the team versus the entire offense on in like a Madden. Right. Yeah. So. It was. Uh, yeah, because we had talked uh, like a few months ago about that remote control or the fan-controlled league where you can call plays and Terrell Owens played in it and your boy uh, Johnny Manziel played in it as well? No, Chad Ochocinco Johnson? No, but Chad Ochocinco Johnson, it's interesting that you mentioned him. You know he's like a big, he like loves Philly now. Did you know that? What's the connection? I know he had played in Cincinnati, but I didn't know that. I don't know. He's like, he loves Philly. He's always like, yo, where's a good place to get a cheesesteak in Philly? He's like, he's like, I love this city. I love this, like this fan base. He's like, he loves our wide receivers. So it's, uh, it's kind of funny, man. Speaking of Philly, well, not really Philly. Check this out. Oh, where the heck did you get that? Was that on one of these? that. It's a pulsation shirt. If you're listening. Right. With the robot on it. And so I got to give a shout out to our boy, Eric Connor, who sent me this shirt. And I think he told me he bought it like several years ago. And I God only knows what happened, where it's been. I didn't even wash it. I just threw it on. So hopefully um, you did not wipe your ass with it, uh, Connor, or anything else. So, um, but I'm wearing the shirt and I thank you. And Eric Connor also yeah. sent us a picture yesterday. You want to talk about that? Right. And I posted it on the 1973 Facebook page. I got to get, you got to take a picture with yourself too. And I'll take a picture with myself, with ourselves. I know my sister's on there too with a mug. He posted a picture of himself with the 1973 t-shirt with our beautiful faces on it. So I had to go out there. I hope he was okay with me posting because I had to put it out there. And, And it's actually gotten a lot of traction on the website, on the Facebook page. Wait, really that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that's first of all, city. listen, if you want to prove your friendship to the Lev man and I, wear your shirt, take a picture, and then put it on the page or send it to us and we'll get it. Or, on a, the page. or a mug, because we got the mugs too. And or uh, a mug. Yeah. You can drink from a mug, whatever. It's right. summertime. Who drinks from a mug in the summertime though? Do you drink do you drink hot things in the summer? I don't drink hot things anytime. I, I'm scared of them. That's another story. What? Well, I, when I worked at McDonald's, I, I used to work uh, at the front <laughs> counter and I burnt myself with the coffee. So it's like ever since then, I mean, granted, that's 33 years ago, but I've always oh, been sort of like, goodness. I know. Wait, I, I, wait can I, we go back to something? When, I don't, do I remember when you worked at McDonald's? Oh, it was my first, uh, well, I was a newspaper boy and then it was my second job I worked at McDonald's, the summer of 1989. Cool. So a hell of a summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 89, man. That was a good summer. I was a paper boy too. Remember, we were paper boys at the same time. Yeah, you had Mr. Uber too, who, did yeah, you and he would always meet with you under the sign at like uh, the which the super, super super fresh shopping center, which was a little dodgy in itself, right? Thank God, it was thank God, it was a never, operation. I hope that I can say this without getting sued. It always struck me now as an adult male that that was probably very dodgy and meeting young boys (laughs) under the sign and sort of like a, you know, like in his car, might I add. Right. Yeah, everything was dodgier then. I mean, we didn't know. We didn't know what we didn't know. And so we did dumb shit like regularly. I I hope he's, I hope, you know, for my sake, I hope I don't get sued. I'm sure he's a 
genuinely, if he's still with us on this planet, he's a great guy. I hope is he, he is. Is he a good guy? Do we know that? I don't know, but I just don't. Yeah, we don't know. Him. I mean, he's just a guy. How about we'll just say that we won't. We won't. Uh, we won't call him by his last name, Mister H. Okay, we'll say Mister H for to protect his anonymity, which you've already destroyed. Which I've already destroyed. But yeah. I so I I was a paper boy up near um, St. Edmunds. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I uh, yeah, it was a fun time. It was a fun time. And then I, uh, first job was McDonald's. Second job was- um, How long 30, were you at McDonald's for? For about a year. I love McDonald's. I Shit, absolutely love Did I ever McDonald's. come up there and like get food from you? You probably did. You probably- You were on Conquer Pike? I was on Conquer Pike. And then, uh, so that was really my first big gig. And then uh, my second job was at ShopRite, uh, not ShopRite, uh, Thriftlight. Third job was I worked at Best Best, which of course is, you know, <laughs> it's the pre-Amazon, really, if yeah. you think about it. Everything was up upstairs. So, I mean, all these places are outdated. That's why when you're showing me the pulsations, did he get that online? Do you know if Wait, he got that? Did you say you worked at Best? Yeah, Best. Um, oh, my gosh, dude. I haven't heard that in like 30 years. Yeah. And the yeah. reason why I was thinking of your pulsation shirts are there are a lot of companies in regional areas that sell like retro t-shirts. So that was one of them. Um, and then they were selling like uh, like a gimbals t-shirt, a wall to wall sound and video t-shirt, you know, That's just pretty cool. And I'm sure down in Atlanta, there are stores that have gone out of business too, where people remember the old, the old stores too. Yeah. I, uh, there's, there's uh, quite a few um that that i would love to to rock uh myself but yeah uh shout out to to eric Cooper sending me this is pretty sweet and uh while you're sharing my you know my first job was um i explained this to my daughter yet uh last week had a very good teaching moment with my daughter last week she said daddy why do you always take your shopping cart up to and put it back in the grocery store, you can, they have things in the parking lot that you can put right. it in. And I said, because when daddy was 13 years old, he worked at Pathmark on 202. And okay. I was a shop. Yeah. Yeah. I was a shopping cart boy at Pathmark. Wow. Wait, what, is that too old or too young? No, it's like too young. Like oh, well, my parents obviously didn't care about child labor. So, uh, so we, I worked at Pathmark in the summertime and you know as as you know right now it was as hot as hades out there right, so right. i was telling my daughter that the reason why i always take my shopping cart up is because it maybe helps you know save a minute and maybe is less work like it's it makes it a little easier so i'm just trying to continue to put forth the good juju from 35 years ago and uh well, you shame me that's I, my I, I, story. I haven't been doing that enough Dude, you should. It's hot, man. Those 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 kids out there, and they're not these kids. They're a lot of times they're adults now. Adults, but, uh, yeah. It's it's that that work sucks. And I I want to tell you something else about that work. You know what? Like, was the best part about being a shopping cart boy was that I was just hopeful that I could get inside a Pathmark and be a bagger. If you made it to a bagger, right. that was awesome because it was air conditioning, and you just felt like that was so cool that you weren't pushing shopping carts anymore. So anyway. And right now that's a big deal because it's, I mean, here it's 90 something today. Like I told you, I'm going to Phoenix tomorrow. It's checking in at 115 degrees. 
and Phoenix. Oh, that sounds lovely. I mean, it's, I think no, I think it's like 18% humid, which, I mean, I don't know when the last time it's ever been 18% humid here, but, but it's like an oven. It's like 115 degrees. Gosh, so. it's so good that we pushed back and we uh, removed those carbon emission limits and the EPA uh, uh, thing from yeah. a couple of weeks ago. The Supreme Court did that. It's fantastic. And, and Mr. Joe Manchin, who we, I don't want to talk about Joe Manchin today, the sitting yep. senator from West Virginia. Yeah. So. But uh, tell London about uh, climate change. Is, is yeah. About that. So what? 104 we, degrees. And the thing about London, because their weather never gets too hot. Don't uh -huh. have air conditioning. Oh, so, that's brutal. Yeah. So even on, I don't even think the London Underground has air conditioning. So that's absolutely disgusting and dangerous, um, yeah. especially for elderly people. So yeah. uh, and for children and your pets. Please do not put your pets in your car. Do not lock right. them in your car. I always, I always get shocked with that. But um, yeah. So. Um, so we were talking beforehand, and um, I actually have a surprise for you. For uh, me? Well, for the show next week, I've invited my niece, Julia Liebergall. Hopefully okay. she will be able to come. She is running the New York City Marathon in November. That's awesome. And so I didn't realize this, to run in the New York City Marathon, and she'll tell us more about it, because I just I wanted qualify. her to talk. Well, you either have to qualify, you go through a lottery system, or you do it through a charity event. And she is actually running the 26.2 miles for um, the charity organization that supports my a niece from my sister Karen's, whose name is Allison Acosta. And um, she goes to a place that um, helps disabled children. It's a camp called Camp Simcha. And it pays for kids to come with special needs to come for at least, I think it's two weeks a summer. And um, it's a really great, so she's running on behalf of this organization. So I was hoping she would come in next week. It is a little bit of a slow time during the summer here for 1973, but maybe talk about what she's going to do with her charity, but also talk about the training. Cause I'll tell you something, I don't really know much about marathon running at all. So I think she's doing like 19 weeks of training or something. Yeah, it's a big, big deal. Um, big deal. I, I'll have a lot of questions for her. I'm like really excited about that. That's awesome. Yeah, I've never really, well, I do. I have known other people that have run marathons. Rob Eppieheimer, if you're listening. Yeah. And um, my friend Anna has run marathons. I just think it's amazing. Uh, and then I think once you do it, I mean, I guess you keep on doing it. I know Rob is doing like, and the last time I talked to him, he's doing these like extra marathons, which are over 26 miles. Crazy. Oh, really? When was the yeah. last time you spoke to Epi? Uh, I go out with him every once in a while. You know, um, it's just, it's been tough this last year, but uh, I try to see him every couple months. So. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good, man. Tell him yeah. I said hello. I, yeah. Steve Rosen and I were talking about Epi the last time I spoke to Steve Rosen, which was, you know, I think like probably a month ago, but uh, that's so, fantastic, man. I would love to uh, to hear from him. Maybe he likes the show, man. He likes sports. Well, we'll have to uh, we'll have to Let get that him on. But I look forward to talking to your your uh, niece, and yeah. I will uh, 
Just I think put yourself if you on mute and I'll handle all the questions because I have tons well, of questions. Right, right. And I think if, I don't even know if you've met her. She's like 29 years old, which is, which is crazy that I have a 29-year-old niece. Um, not to say that it makes me feel old, but um, I guess it does a little bit, but she's, she's pretty cool. And, and I, I can't believe, you know, anyone that's willing to do a marathon, I just think is awesome because I couldn't do it. So maybe yeah. you, you're a runner. Maybe you'll do a marathon. I don't have a desire to do a marathon. Like well, I, I, I run, the most I've run is, well, I ran the Broad Street. That's 10. So I've done that a couple. Uh, I run, ran the Broad Street once, but I've run 10 miles a few times. But I think to uh, get up to a marathon, I think you got to at least do what, train up to about 15 in one run? No, a marathon is what, 20... Yeah, 26.2 26.2 yeah so Crazy. you have to get to i think you train up into we'll have to ask i feel like you you definitely train into the 20s i don't oh, know really i didn't that. i didn't know that i thought yeah, i think you i think you hit 24 i know a girl um hold on one second dude let's pause this thing there's something going on downstairs i gotta go check on it Sorry about well, that. I had to tend downstairs. I thought there was uh, either someone was breaking into my house or my dog was getting into something. Both things I had to, you don't want to ignore. So is Apollo, is Apollo not course, you know, doing well or Apollo is doing all right? No, but he's like a year and a half old puppy. So what's that? That's like a 14 or 13 year old. So if there's trouble, he's all about it. Yeah. He and my son are like remarkable. Like I, I, they share such similar approaches to life so they're growing up together they're growing up together and it sometimes scares me how similar they are in the way that they do things yeah so, so anyway. yeah so uh and i did and i did want to make imagine my we were talking about supermarkets my nephew got a job his first job with a supermarket so i don't really know what he's doing yet because he's he's training i think starting tomorrow so I don't know, maybe he'll be a shopping cart. I have a feeling he's probably going to do shopping cart. I yeah, well, everyone. I bet you you're going to start putting your shopping carts back. Yeah, I will. I will. I definitely will. I feel guilty. Wait, is Noam? Yes, yes, Noam. Uh, oh, I, I, I think he's really going to enjoy working. because I know he likes having his own money, which is part of the reason why I work and you work. You, we, we thought it was necessary to have our own money, and uh, it felt good, you know? Felt yeah. really good. Um, it's important to work. I mean, working teaches uh, skills, really important skills. So I'm proud of him. And uh, yeah. I think my mom and my dad, I think my parents made me work too. I think it wasn't like just so that I loved money so much. I think it was like they really wanted to impress upon me like I needed to get a job. And I feel like the newspaper was more about like, you know, I felt like a lot of people delivered newspapers. I had yeah. lunch. I had dinner with uh, John Dallas the other night. Um, do you remember John Dallas? We played on the Concord soccer team together. Like the uh, and he uh, lives in Atlanta. Do you remember Concord Soccer League? Yeah, yeah, Concord. yeah. John Dallas, funny enough, went to Georgia and then um, moved to Atlanta. So he we're, we play in the same fantasy football league, and he's like a really good dude. And we played soccer together here. And anyway, we were talking, and we had brought we brought up the whole paper thing. And he delivered papers too. I feel like everyone delivered papers. Where, where was his route? 
Uh, I think he was more like, you know, he went to Concord High School. So I think he was like Falk Roadish. And you did your neighborhood? Dude, I had Linfield and Webster Farms covered like I was Deion Sanders. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. What about you? Greenway Road no, and what else? I did. So, no, no. Greenway was like, no, don't, don't, done by someone else. I was up near uh, Arden. I think I did part of Arden up there in that area. So that was oh. sort of a dodgy, like a road area up there because it was a little bit windy. So yeah. I, I was not the greatest bicycler, bicycler. So that yeah. was a problem. And if you remember, the Sunday edition was really, really large. Oh. And if you were riding your bike on Sunday, I mean, that was a pain. It, and that's why all of them are done by automobiles nowadays. Like, because, and that's smarter. Yeah. Well, it's it is. Smart. But your, your average 13-year-old doesn't have a car. So, you know. Right. But I used to, I was, I, you know, I was little. And so I, I had this, remember that giant newspaper bag? It yeah. was white and it had like an orange strap. And I, that giant bag, I couldn't, like, I, I couldn't, I was too short to have it like hang off my shoulder and pedal my bike at the same time because it kept getting stuck on the seat or something like that. I don't know. So like I, I started out, I started out with the bike and then I did that lasted for like maybe a couple of days. Then I started doing it walking. And then I think my parents finally felt bad and they were like, okay, we'll drive. Now are you, there were two editions. There was a morning and an evening edition. So I was, and I think you probably were doing the evening edition too, right? Yeah, you had to. We were in school, right? Well, either I think I only did it over the summer. I I, I didn't. I wasn't a good paper man in that respect. So I guess you. I would do the evening, and then um, and then, but then I would do the Sunday too. I would oh, always do yeah. the Sunday. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you had to. I remember the Sunday. My my dad. I remember taking me in the car for the Sunday because you're right. It was huge. But I did, uh, I remember I was doing it in February because I remember it was cold out. And I remember for some reason, don't ask me why, I remember February doing it. So I definitely did the afternoon uh, edition. But uh, anyway, enough, enough talk about like our, our right, you know, right, right. our childhood. So I did want to talk, talk some yeah. baseball. Uh, I, I was into the home run derby, or at least I watched parts of it on Monday night in L.A., and, um, you know, with the three hour time difference, I think they started that contest at four o'clock in the afternoon. So I do sort of feel bad for people on the West Coast a little bit because the contest probably started at maybe seven, eight o'clock. So I was watching that. Uh, Albert Pujols uh, had a big send off. Beat Kyle Schwerber, uh, number one seed. I guess it was one through eight. And then um, Pulhos went down in the, the round of uh, the semifinals. But uh, this guy from Seattle, the center fielder, I mean, I, I what is his name again? The guy that won? Was it Ramirez? No, Juan Soto won, didn't he? No, no, no. I thought it was Ramirez won. Oh, did he? I don't know. I, I, could, I watched Schwarber. And he was a major disappointment. He was a major disappointment. But ESPN also like screwed up his uh, home runs. They miscounted. Did you know that? So he didn't win, but he still didn't win. No, he tied Pujols again, but I think they miscounted. They, this was a whole thing. And I think they miscounted and Pujols went on. And you know what? It's probably fine since it was his last one. Who cares? But yeah, I didn't watch uh, at all after that. After Schwarbs was done, I was out. Not 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 because of anything, but I think it was because I think um, you're 
probably nine o'clock by then anyways. Yeah, and I was try- I had to watch Ozark to get to, you had to watch Ozark. Final yeah. episode. I was two episodes and I had to finish it. So that's exactly what. But I didn't watch the Derby. I did watch maybe the first inning of the All-Star game and uh Clayton Kershaw and uh who like dude, there are so many guys in baseball that I don't even know. Like that little five foot seven catcher. Did you see this from, guy? From uh the Blue, Jay. the Blue Jays. A guy looked like he looked like a pudge. I mean, that guy looked like, I mean, he's a short guy. And I think the story with him is they were in Tijuana to look at another catcher and they saw him. I had heard the backstory on that. So he, he played, um, there was the guy from the Blue Jays, the pitcher in the, was the second inning. He was on, it was cool though. He, they were actually he was on the had, mic. Yeah. He yeah, was talking how he was going to, yeah. Yeah. And Smoltz was telling him what the pitch, which I just, you know, you could tell he's a pretty cool, relaxed guy that he was willing to do it. And he's telling him, he's like, Hey guy, you know? Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I watched a little bit. I mean, I, I, I remember back in the day in the eighties where I would watch the, the, the all-star game and it was a big deal. And it's, it's just not a big deal to me anymore. Still the best all-star game in, in sports, just because it's at the middle of the season but also there's more meaning to it. The basketball one has no meaning to it. Uh, the ice hockey one has no meaning to it. The NHL, nor do I really think, well, the worst is the NFL uh, Pro Bowl. I mean, it really is the worst. Yeah, um, we need to go ahead and scrap that or maybe to make it a video game competition. And, and they keep trying to make the baseball one meaningful when they had whoever won, whether it be the NL, AL, would have home field advantage in the playoffs, which I just think was ridiculous. Um, I didn't know the NLs lost nine uh, all-star games in a row because I remember growing up the NL won every year, it seemed like. So um, things are- They were backed by Bill Mad Dog Madlock. And, uh, you know, I mean, it was, those were some, those were some, you know, Dave Carter, Barry Barry Larkin. uh, Yeah. Eric Davis made a few all-star games. I mean- yeah. It was fun, man. It was so fun back in the day. Stevie Sachs, your boy. Um, Stevie Sachs. I he did you hear about Steve Sachs? His son died in like the uh, awful. He, yeah, I mean that was like I think he was he's a he's a he was in the army or something. He was like a ranger or something. Like died outside of L.A. So that's why when you mentioned Steve Sachs, I remember that because that just happened recently. I think right a couple months ago. Yeah, um, and. Uh, yeah, so it was. Uh, I didn't watch all screen, but I did. That 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 my takeaways were that Blue Jays catcher who looked like a thumb. Um, he was awesome, and then the pitcher. I agree. I saw the same things you did when he was pitching to Acuna, and uh, he was talking about what he thought he like. It was so interesting though to hear him process, like hear pitchers process real time, like what they what pitch they thought based on what the hitter was going to anticipate. I thought that was a really really cool thing, and then. Denzel did that awesome salute to Jackie Robinson, which I highly recommend everyone check out. Um, I guess that would probably be on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and and the MLB draft also occurred, right? Which was pretty cool. And the Philadelphia Phillies drafted um, uh, Charles, Craw- not Charles Crawford. Who? Now, they didn't get that, but it was interesting though this year. What is it? The top three players were all children of uh, 
No, we draft the, the Phillies drafted Crawford's son. That's what I'm oh, trying to say. Oh, they did. Yes. Carl Crawford's son. Carl Crawford, thank you. Yes. yes. Drafted Carl Crawford's son. And so he's a center fielder, 6'3. He's lanky. Um, he's got like insane speed, they say, and they think he can stay as a um center fielder, which is which is helpful. And I mean, again, we're projecting this is like five years down the road, probably. But um, you know, it was good to see them. I was happy that they took an outfielder. Uh, and but you're right. Um Halliday's son, Matt Hallett, was it Matt Halliday's son? Is that right? I think so. And he's he's only is going to be a senior in high school. That's crazy. He plays it because yeah. Holiday is the hitting coach at Oklahoma State University. So the kid's he going to playing like not too long ago. No, he, he only retired in 2018. And and actually I did after Crawford got drafted by the Phillies, I did look up Carl Crawford where he was. He had been, uh, you know, he had been with the De- Devil Rays. He was in that 2008 World Series. Yeah. And then and then moved on to Boston and then was traded out to L.A. And that they had a gigantic deal. I, I forget what year it was. But so I was interested because Crawford, I'm like, he's not that old either. I think he's like 40 years old. Yeah. And then Andrew Jones's son went second. So right. and he's an right. Atlanta kid, right? Yeah, he is an Atlanta kid. So uh I mean, interesting. I like that they took a kid who has a pedigree of major league ball player in his blood, his dad. Uh, he has si- he has plenty of room to grow into. Like I said, he's 6'3", 170 something. So uh, definitely opportunity for him to bulk up and add some weight. And right now they said he's very much like a slap hitter. Okay. His power has not uh, matured yet. And so they're hopeful that that will happen. But I, I, again, I like the fact that they addressed uh, the outfield and then the major league baseball draft is, is, you know, it, it's, I don't even know how many rounds it is. It used to be like 40 something or 50 something, yeah. but now I think it's like maybe 20, but um, you know, and, and so the Phil's took a lot of players who we don't know anything about. I think the big thing is, is making sure you can sign your picks. And then uh, Kumar Rocker got. Right. And uh, I heard that story. He hadn't signed, right? So he hadn't signed with the Mets. I yeah. think, I think his teammate is with the Mets too. Is that correct? From Could Vanderbilt? be. I don't know. But his he the re, the re, the Mets didn't sign him because the right, right. Because they didn't like something in his injury history, so they got a compensatory pick this year. The Mets did, but then he went. He ended up going three to the Padres. I think it was. So I think the pot. Well, the team. I think I thought that they got both. So he and his other teammate from Vanderbilt. I was watching a lot of Sports Center. I'm not. I'm not so much a Sports Center guy, but I was watching a lot this week. So yeah, um, this yeah. is the most boring week of sports, though. I mean, you have the All Star Game, and that's really it. You know, I mean, rookie camps have started, just started for uh, several teams, and then our Philadelphia Eagles report next week, which is thrilling, right? Right. I think the SEC coaches had their press conference today. I think that was <laughs> that was awesome. Kirby Smart had the greatest quote. It's gonna well, no, that was SEC. That's at least more interesting. The ACC, I I swear, I was watching TV this morning. The ACC did theirs. The ACC is not all that interesting, but the SEC. I know Nick Saban said you're going to have the haves and the have-nots. All I know is I got that out of Sports Center today. 
talking about SEC and, and where college football is right now in, in the wake of the whole collapse of the Pac-12. So Right. Wait, who said that? Uh, I think uh, Nick Saban. Oh. I mean, I'm sort of summarizing it. I never heard well, of him. <laughs> yeah. Kirby Smart said today that uh, at the University of Georgia, we're not the ones being hunted. We're the ones who are hunting. There you go. How's that for t-shirt material? We're, don't, don't you want to be hunted? No, we want to be the ones hunting. We're on the attack. Right. We're not. Oh, okay. But if you're hunted, doesn't that mean you're also the best? I mean, he's saying where I think if you're hunted, you're like, you know, it's like, oh, let me go after this animal, you know? And instead, we are the ones on the, we are the aggressors. You're the ones on the attack. You're, he also went on to say this team has no reason feeling complacent because they haven't won most of these guys. And this is true. Like the majority of these guys haven't won anything. I love it. I love, I love that kind of like Nick Saban, new year, new page. Like this team hasn't won anything mantra that's that's yeah. what I always wanted my teams to be like so um, no I'm so excited for college football the Georgia Oregon game is sold out uh that will be played in Atlanta I will not be there uh I won't be in town but um college football and then pro football so we are what I read it yesterday is it 50 days away from opening kickoff the opening game on Thursday, I think it was 50 days. That's not much, man. So can we go back to college football? Because I've been Talk doing about a lot. Anything you want left. It's your yeah, friend. but so with college football, is college football at a breaking point sort of in the in the sense with the with the moving away from the NCAA and you know, you have your haves and your have nots. I mean, even in these major conferences, like in the SEC, I mean, does Vanderbilt really belong in the SEC anymore as a have? Well, I mean, probably not as a football program, but as a basketball program, they certainly do. As a baseball, baseball program, they're they're dominant. And some of the other women's sports, I know they are pretty good. But, I mean, so that's the question when these leagues are becoming like professional leagues in, in that sense. And, and I guess the rivalry, I mean, does the rivalry mean anything anymore or is it all about the money at this point? I don't think it's, I think it's always been about the money, you know, like that, that's, that's why they've done some of these things that they've done. And I, this is, to me, this is a step in this process. I think there's a larger, larger process. I think you are eventually going to see uh, like down the road at some point, it, it, it may just come down to like two conferences, you know, kind of the big kind 12 of, and the, the big 10 and the SEC probably. And they're, but they're going to be renamed something. Maybe it'll be like North South. I don't know, like the Confederacy. Who, like, who knows? Like, but I, I do believe that you're going to, in time, work towards like this AFC NFC breakout. I mean, there's, all, all yeah. pro sports are set up like that, except hockey, right? right? So you have your East and West. And um, so, Actually, I guess hockey is too with their subdivisions. But like, I think ultimately that's where, where college sports is going. And um, listen, it's all about the money in college sports. And, and uh, I just hope they figure out a way to rein in these, these NIL deals. I, I, well, that's I, the I, thing, though. I mean, college football is still, quote unquote, an amateur activity, which obviously it's not. I mean, although for 
how many college athletes out there that are not in a major program, it still is an amateur activity. Most, mm -hmm. most collegiate athletes are not getting paid anything. I mean, most, right. um, and so the question is with the have nots, I mean, do you create like a CFS out of the have nots? Is that what they do instead of moving away from the bowl system with whoever's left, do you actually have a playoff system? You have your, your Georgias and your Alabamas and your Ohio States and your Texases, all the, and then with everyone else, you create like a playoff system, similar to what Delaware is involved with, with the CFS. That's what that's, I was thinking when you were explaining it, actually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that that makes sense down the road. And then you still have fans supporting their teams. And I mean, yeah, no, we're not going to play a, a Georgia or an Alabama or an Auburn anymore or USC, but we're still going to have an opportunity to sort of compete in our own sort of, once you realize you're not going to be any better than Navy, it's not such a bad thing. Wouldn't it be something if they had, if it was set up like uh, Premier League soccer where they had relegation? <laughs> yeah. So that would be cool. Because, I mean, you know, you have, a, you have a school like Cincinnati, right? And Cincinnati has, Luke Fickle has done great things with that program, right? So, right. I, but if he goes somewhere else, like what's going to happen to that program? Yeah, well, the, so. It's well, that's so, the, uh, does the Big 12 have an opportunity to survive this or? Are they just sort of a, a fledgling set of schools put together there that'll eventually fall apart? In my mind, I, it's eventually going to fall apart. I mean, what is exciting to you about the Big Twelve? Oklahoma State? No, and not and and the least Colorado? exciting school in the country, which would be Kansas State. Not too exciting. I know they're got a good football program, and I I know they're looking at expanding to. Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State, which is not a really exciting addition to their conference. Right. Yeah, and, I mean, each of those teams has has dabbled in success, for sure, that you just, you know, mentioned. Oh, I mean, they have. Utah has, you know, had, had a short period where they were a, a good football program. Arizona, it's been a while. Uh, Arizona, Arizona State. Arizona State, has, yeah. yeah. Let, that's been even longer, but um, yeah, I mean, each of those those schools has had some success. Look, I mean, your boy uh, Herman Edwards is out at Arizona yeah. State. Hopefully, he's I, I heard that he's on the hot seat this year. Although, yeah. I mean, it's not a great job, Arizona State. So, I mean, I I don't hold it against him. Um, but uh, so that that Big Twelve is future is in jeopardy. Um, the Pac twelve looks like it's, I mean. It's on its outs. And they, yeah. it's interesting with the Pac-12, you know, I heard that Stanford might be headed to the Big Ten. But what, what happens to a school like Berkeley, like Cal Berkeley, which is, you know, traditionally underperformed in football, but you would think would be really a good fit in the Pac-10. I mean, the Big Ten with Stanford going in because it's academically, it's a wonderful school and yeah. it really does fit into the Big Ten, which is You've got Northwestern and you've got, you know, you've got Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin. So it would seem like it would be a good fit. Um, I think this poaching, I actually think the poaching Oklahoma and Texas is not as bad as poaching USC and UCLA because it's basically destroyed that conference. So, yeah.
Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there's a lot of what ifs, a lot of uncertains, a lot of question marks. And I mean, we could sit here all day and, and say, Hey, yeah, and how, what I think yeah. is going to happen. And, but I mean, the reality is, is what we have in front of us. I mean, ultimately I think it is going to come down to like two conferences and maybe there is some division between the haves and the have nots, but look, the, the original question you had asked me was like, do you, do we, do I think it's about the money? I think for college football, it's always been about the money. I just think it's more readily apparent. Uh, no. And the pageantry and everything else, it's all great. But look, it's all designed. Everything is in college football is designed to make money for the school, for the conference, um, for the NCAA. And that, that's what it's been about. So, you know, I don't, that's not changing. They're just going to think, how can we monetize this to a greater degree? That's what I think. So as a fan of college football, as a fan of college sports, I know you love college sports too. Right. I try to just focus on like the what's in front I'm, of me. You know, who's I, on I'm a schedule? little bit. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. It, it's like, who's on our schedule. You know, it's hopefully going to Athens. It's hopefully taking my kids to a game and experiencing that tradition and all the stuff that goes on on the ex- exterior. And, and look, like I'm, I'm very fortunate. Like my school is, is, you know, it's a tier a program and I'm very, very fortunate for that. So, you know, if I were a fan of, you know, Indiana or I were a fan of Cal or, you know, Utah, something like that, it'd probably be a little bit different, but a lot of the, the major, major players, I mean, they're, they're probably going to be, uh, less affected in the day-to-day season to season kind of anticipation of, Hey, another big college football season coming up for us. All right. All right. So we did college, but so you're excited about the NFL season. I'm excited about college and I'm excited about the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, excited. I think the birds report to training camp on the 24th, I think. So that would be this weekend. Yep. Yep. And I think they're going to, I mean, I think they're going to do well this year. I mean, I I still think the giants and the Redskins are very suspect at quarterback. Um, So I think that's a problem. And I, and I'm not high on the Cowboys this year. And I think we've talked about that in the past that, I think this team could go about 11 and six this year. So, yeah, yeah, they, they should definitely be vying for the division crown with Dallas, I think this year. And I know everyone's thinks that uh, Washington is, is going to be trash, but I'm just not there. I'm not there. I think certainly a lot of it depends on Carson and their quarterback play, but you know, they have some pieces you know, they're getting Chase Young back this year. He was, he missed most of last year. Uh, they re-signed McLaughlin at, at wide out. Uh, they have a good run game. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, they have some young, young receivers there and they have some players, some pieces on defense too. So I think more than any other team, I think maybe even more than the Eagles, I think the commanders Washington needs a lot to get used to that, but the commandos, I think that it just is going to be about their quarterback play because even if, even if Jalen hurts doesn't play great to me, I think there's enough talent on this roster that they're still going to compete. And furthermore, I think Garner Minshew 
Minshew Mania is a perfect, like, good enough backup. Right. And it might actually, I don't know. Hopefully he'll never have to be your starter because if he's your starter, that means the Jalen Hurts is either injured or the experiment failed. So we, we don't range, want yeah. that. And, uh, and hopefully he'll have the year. I know he, uh, last weekend, he had like a, a really good, like he's good that way. He did like a football camp for kids and he was, you know, he's a likable guy. You want this guy to succeed. Um, and I guess we're going with him. I mean, we, you know, we're, we certainly didn't go after Baker Mayfield. Um, he'll be a free agent at the end of this year. So if it doesn't work out, you could sign someone like him. Or I think that uh, hopefully it won't be a problem. They might need to go draft someone. They have the draft capital going into next um, next um, draft. So, And it's supposed to be a robust quarterback, quarterback draft, draft next draft. year. So we'll see. You're right. They're in a, they're in a pretty sweet spot. The Eagles are. Uh, this is Jalen Hurts' year to prove that he can be the man. And he looks like he's in great shape from all the pictures that I've seen. Like physically, he looks like he's in great shape. And so, you know, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. Training camp will be, I mean, the thing is, is like just with training camp and the Eagles beginning, it's like the, the Philly city, just like the pulse, just, I mean, it magnifies so much. It jumps so much when the Eagles are, are in camp and, the fact that the Phillies are competitive and, and important. So relevant. Uh, I want to say relevant. That's what I meant. But I want to say one other thing real quick. Did you happen to see either the Bengals, the white uniforms or the Panthers are having these black helmets? They, they both look so, I think they both look amazing. And then the giants are going back to their traditional blue. I think were they oh, you mean with the giants on the helmet. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so the Bengals have gotten rid of like the orange stripe on the on the side, or they're like they have white uniforms with like a black and orange stripe, I believe. So it's uh, you have to take a look at it, they're, they're, and they're only going to wear them for like you know a couple of games. So they're they're. Oh, these are the retro. These are the retro uniforms. No, these are like I think the color. I don't. They're not retros. They're like color. Color scheme one. Yeah, color scheme one, and and the Panthers are going with an all black, and then. I think has it been announced that the Eagles are going to get their uh, Kelly Green this year. I think year? I think it's next year. I yeah, don't think they're year. they're going to go back to the Kelly Greens from what the eighties. Yes, that's what I've heard. Which I so wish they would just totally go back to that completely at this point to the Kelly. Or Green. actually, uh, it may be the Kelly Green from the nineties because there was difference between the between like the. Um, 80s and 90s. Reggie White, Jerome Brown, Seth Joyner greens, Clyde Simmons, I need to throw him in there, Mike Pitts. Uh, those greens versus the Jaws, Montgomery. Yeah, Montgomery. that was in Kelly, but I mean, I, I meant the 80s, 90s, but I, I wish they would go back to that because it's a beautiful, beautiful green. Uh, and and it, it just is, is aesthetically very attractive. I think what happened was they, I guess when Lori Wine came in, I They've been they've had these uniforms for what about 27 years now? The the midnight greens. Has it been that long? Wow. It's been a long right. time. So time weird, to, right? Time to totally redo the uniforms. Yeah, yeah. So this is the type of stuff you talk about when there's no sports going there's on. There's no sports going on. And, and the Sixers 
Has James Harden yet signed or nope. still not? But he and Har- he and Embiid, he gave a lengthy interview. He started a wine uh, company and and he gave a lengthy interview. He and Harden, I mean, he and Embiid and PJ Tucker were out in California and uh, working out and training together. And Harden basically said in this, he said, I told Daryl, you go, go do what you got to do to make us competitive and I'll take whatever is left over. So James Harden, uh, saying the right things. Let's, let's hope he, yeah, for sure. And let's uh, hope he follows through with that. And, uh, I think the fact that he hasn't signed yet to me would indicate there could be another move on the, you know, in the future, but who knows how that's going to shake out. And that's basically Sixers news. They wrapped up uh summer league, pretty uneventful there we talked about that last week and then i think the phillies man it's uh you know look like the phillies are funny enough the same exact record uh five games over 500 that they were in 2008 and uh so that's kind of neat but they're a team that's in need of some moves looks like zach eflin's knee injury is worse than they originally reported which we told you was going to be the case about three weeks ago when it was first reported, go back and listen. We predict the future on 1973. We told you that was going to happen. So now the Phillies, I think, at the trade deadline, I think you could argue they need another starter They and they need a center fielder who can right. who can actually catch. And Rangers, so Ranger is back, so you don't need – you've got four now, right? Right. Ranger Suarez is back, uh, you know, throwing heat. And uh, he's looking like the Cy Young man that he is and uh, as president of his fan club. So, yeah, you got four and then you have to figure, you know, they're, they're going to want to add someone. And look, if Eflin comes back, I mean, that knee has given him trouble for for years. So if he comes back, maybe he can help you as uh, down the road as a, a starter, spot starter or add some depth to the bullpen, whatever it is. If you were grading the Phillies, my man. I'm going to give you three things and I want you to give me the grades. Uh, I, think I, I think I know what they are. Cause I've heard this recently. So yeah, oh, I, I, haven't heard it. I haven't heard. It. I thought oh, I was okay. creating something. It was so, no, 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 no. I, Hey, go Beautiful. with it. All right. So how would you rate the lineup? Just the bats, the offense. Uh, well, I mean, a, a I through think, F. I think I would give them a B, but I mean, a lot of it is emphasized, you know, on Schwerber. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, Schwarber. Although uh, home has come up big sometimes. Right. I mean, every, you see people that don't seem like they're hitting that much. It's Castellanos, they think he's starting to finally come around now. Yeah, JT's starting to come around a little bit. Bryce Harper was certainly at an MVP level before he he broke his uh, thumb. So, and then Reese Hoskins yeah. is, is, you know, pretty, hit pretty steady. So I, I agree, I give them a B. What about their starting pitching? Starting pitching, I would, I mean, I think you've got to give them a B for that too, because I think that the big question mark going into the season was Aaron Nola, and he's starting to really bring it and starting to bring his game back around. And some of the questions about last year are gone. And so he's, he's been solid. Is it, would you give them about a B there? You don't. Yes, I would. Aaron Nola, low three ERA, Zach Wheeler has been Zach Wheeler. Kyle Gibson has been Kyle up Gibson. and down, but uh, he's he's pitched some strong games. And uh, and my boy Ranger Suarez, 
uh, is going to carry this team in the second half. So, um, and Zach Eflin has been mostly hurt. Well, I guess he's been hurt and he's been okay, but I, I'd give him a B. All right, now relief and pitching. Here's one thing though, because it ties into the next one, which you're going to ask me, which is the bullpen, right? Yep. The problem with the bullpen having to start is when they have to get what four or five pitchers pitch a game to start a game. Cause that takes away from them on the other side when they have to go to the bullpen sixth inning. So that's why you need to go get another starter. So you're not overtaxing your bullpen. who's probably about an A. I mean, total turnaround from last year. I think they said about, I had heard this recently about two years ago, they had the worst, supposedly the worst bullpen in baseball history based on statistics. Yeah, I think it was that. Yeah. And I feel like it's been that way for three years. So to go from where they were to where they are now, you got to give them about an A. Yeah, I uh, I probably go B plus for the bullpen, but agreed, they've showed market improvement. There could go A minus. Yeah, no, I'll go B plus. I don't okay. want to agree with you too much. So um, yeah, and so that leaves overall. I mean, I was thinking about this today. I think overall, I would give the Phils a solid B, and maybe when you factor in some injuries, maybe it's like a, almost a B plus. What about you? A B plus, and then. Um... You know, remember they were willing to go ahead and fire their manager uh, during the season because they saw that it wasn't working with Joe Girardi and then went with Rob Thompson. Thompson, right? Thompson. Yeah. I know is he Thomas, excuse me, Thomas. The spelling on the yeah, name is Rob, Rob Thompson. Oh, it is Thompson. See, this yeah, Rob Thomas right. was of a Matchbox 20 fame. Ma- Matchbox. He is a Matchbox 20 fame. But, still alive. but Rob Thompson, the spelling's a little bit different. I think right, that's yeah, just, he does spell a little bit. Weird. And he's done a solid job. And I, I really, really hope they've sort of made a sort of, you know, that they are going to hire him next year, but you still don't know. I mean, I guess you still have to see how they finish the season. Um, if he will be your manager going into next year. Yep. Agreed. Uh, you want to see how he finishes out and I'm, I'm perfectly fine with not give, making him the full-time manager yet. Just keeping that interim tag on him because the other thing is when you look at Nola, I mean, this is going to be a big second half because Nola typically seems to me like when we hit roughly like August, Nola starts to really struggle, you know, right. August, August, September timeframe. And that's when we're going to need him. Cause I think you look at where we are right now, we're going to get mean Gene back. Who's probably our best defensive player. We're going to get Brycey back who is our best, biggest offensive threat. Those are two huge, and and maybe we get Eflin back, but I'm not even counting on him. But those are two huge pieces that you're getting back. You have a couple of guys in the pen who are um, rehabilitating right now, who still could be some some to help fortify that area. I do think that uh, the Phillies will make a trade at the trade deadline. Wait, the trade deadline's in what? A week? Ten days? Okay. It's not, well, it's the end of this month, so definitely. Yeah. I think what do you seven, think? I mean, do you think well, the, did, the bullpen's be- fine? The bullpen's fine. I wouldn't, you know, that was always the issue in the past couple of years were adding to the bullpen. I think you do have to add a starting pitcher. I guess you, you need a fifth starting pitcher. So who's your, what are you, I, it shouldn't be that expensive. You And you have the farm system to get like a fifth starting pitcher. Not that big of a deal. And then to get a center fielder. <laughs> Um, so you, you need those two things. And then, I mean, we've had this conversation, I think last year, remember we were going into August when we were talking about the most favorable 
schedule of any playoff team and then the team collapsed. So you have to be going into August and you have to have a good month in August. August can't kill you so that going into September, you have a good month. I know right. it did last year. They, they collapsed last August. That was a, and I think they might've collapsed the August before that too. So they need to have a strong August this year. Agreed. They do. And um, I think that, I think they will be, you know, what was it? Was it last year they made? Yeah. Last year they made that deal with Texas where they gave up Spencer Howard um, who hasn't done a whole heck of a lot. Um, and I hated that deal at the time, but uh, obviously Kyle Gibson wrong. deal, right? You're talking Kyle Tyler Gibson and uh, Kennedy who did not work out as a closer. And um, I feel like we got one other player in that deal too, but anyway, it was like a, a three for one kind of deal. But anyway, we did get, and Kyle Gibson has been, uh, you know, he's been what you wanted in a number four starter. So the question is, if Ranger Suarez can pitch the way he pitched last year and his first game back or his first two games back were, were pretty good. Uh, actually, his second game back was very good. Um, I think he threw a shutout at Miami. But if Ranger Suarez can ascend into that number three start starter slot, then you're right. You only really need a fifth a uh, fifth starter, a guy who can be an innings eater, kind of like a Kyle Gibson type, shouldn't shouldn't uh, cause you to to have to purge your system. My concern, though, is again, I, I do not, I can't. Oduble Herrera is such a liability in the field, and unfortunately, uh, the Mick has not right. hit at the plate the way we've wanted him to. So it's um, and a. I, I'm just like, it's enough with Oduble. Can we please find a center fielder? So I would I would uh, look for them to be pretty aggressive at the trade deadline because I do think that Dombrowski sees this team, what they're doing, you know, what they're, I think they're six games back or six and a half back of the division right, right now, right. right? With no right. Bryce, no Gene. Gene's missed like most of the season, right? Didi's right. been in and out. And again, Didi's not a guy you're gonna who's gonna carry you, but he's another he's a veteran piece. But I'd like to see them add definitely a center fielder and a, definitely another pitcher. And, and this center fielder, you want to be with the team long term, right? You want this yes. to be you want this to be your starting center fielder going into next year as well. Yes, yes, I agree with that. I do. I I, I see it as an investment. I mean, they have not had a good. Who's the last good? Lenny Dykstra. No, Aaron no, Rowan. Shane Victorina. Shane Victorina. Shane, no. Shane Vick. What about uh, Aaron Rowan? He was pretty good. Yeah. Wasn't he, was he before Shane? That's a great question. I can't remember. I think he was. I think he, what, he, went to, right. the, he, was, he went to the Giants, was. right? Yeah, maybe it was Shane O'Mac. Yeah, because I Shane took over the job in 2008 from Aaron Rowan, right? So, yeah. Because so, Aaron was on the seven team that made the playoffs. Yeah, he mashed his face. That's right. Yeah. Now, okay, so with that, that's a long time. Shane Shane probably was done with the organization when 2012, probably. You're looking at they 10 haven't years. had a yeah, they haven't had a, a good starting center fielder in ten years. Oh my gosh, that's atrocious. Who was the center fielder? I can't even remember who was the center fielder before Oduble. That's a problem. Right. You can't remember. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it's. They, I think they've been platooning for years. Oh, you're right. So this is what I'm saying. It's time to invest. 
And if it costs prospects, it's going to cost prospects. It's time to invest in a center fielder who's going to be around and who's going to contribute. And obviously, and you, yeah. 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 You, need to be, you need to be strong up the middle, you know, and that it's very important to have a good center fielder. And it seems like every good team has a good starting center fielder. Sort of the, uh, you know, your center fielder is sort of your, your quarterback of your outfield. Oh, that was good. That was good. It was nice, man. You like, yeah. you, I like that you're patting yourself on the back. Patting um, myself on the back. All right. Let's, uh, let's wrap this episode up. Any shout outs, any weekend plans? Well, so I will be in Scottsdale, Arizona tomorrow for work. Shout out to all those tutoring club franchisees who will be hanging around with me. We will be doing our annual corporate meeting. Um, it, shall, it shall be 115 degrees. So I don't know if I've quite experienced 115 before. So I'm, I'm curious to see how it is. And um, drink lots of water, buddy, with electrolytes. I'm going to drink lots of water. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, so there is a chance I am going to go to Chase Field and see the Diamondbacks play on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I might go up to Flagstaff or I try and go to as many ballparks as possible. The um, Juan Soto the, and the Nationals are, are in town this weekend playing the Diamondbacks, the D-backs. And I don't think Juan Soto is going to be a member of the Nationals much longer. So it might be a, a good chance to see him play. So, Holy shit. Can you imagine? Oh, I almost made it through the whole podcast without cussing. Darn it. Or uh, turn down a $450 million contract. Well, can, I, I was just going to say, can you imagine what the Yankees or Dodgers or someone is going to give for Juan Soto? Like, I can't, I can't even wrap my head around because he's a young player who is on, still on the Ascension. What is right. he, like 24? I think about that. Yeah, he might even be 23. And I mean, that's absurd. I can't even imagine the hall of prospects it's going to require to get him. And the Nationals will probably be in a great place, too, because they're going to rebuild their farm system with just one trade. Right. And Juan Soto, I mean, they. It, I guess they, the Nationals sort of, when they let Bryce Harper go for nothing, they made a mistake. Right. They just made a gigantic mistake. And they realized they're not going to get screwed again. So, I mean, because think about what the Phillies got. They signed Bryce. They didn't have to give up anything. And if Bryce had been traded, he probably would have gone to the Yankees or the Dodgers. Right. And this is another reason why I can't stand the Yankees nor the Dodgers. I mean, it used to be that we would throw scorn upon the Yankees. We would leave the Dodgers alone. Can't stand the Dodgers. Yeah, I get it. I get it, man. Uh, I will you might say see the Mets as a player. You might see the Mets as a player, but I don't think they have the farm system to to trade with the with the Nationals either. I mean, in theory, you know, every single team should be interested, but who has the prospects to get it done? I mean, this guy because it's not like this guy's twenty nine. This guy's twenty four years old. Right, he so, hasn't reached his prime. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, wait. But it also requires, you know, the, the fact that you have to pay, uh, you're going to have to pay a mega, mega deal for him. By the way, before we get out of here, I have to share two more things, random things with you. Did you see the Oakland A's, how cheap they are, that they were going to have their all-star player fly commercial on over the all-star game? It's the cheapest organization in baseball right now, the Oakland what A's. What an embarrassment. It's or the like soon-to-be Las, Las Vegas A's. Yep, that's that's going right. to happen. 
I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to happen. It's so. uh, I hate it. But anyway, so they, uh, so Houston, the Houston Astros, the, the uh, team of, of goodwill, obviously, uh, they offered to pick up the A's person, the A's player on their team plane and fly him to. They the, were so playing. I, I think they were playing in Houston over the weekend. Yeah. So no, that's, that's really, really, that really cool shitty. Yeah. That's cool. The, the A's or the, uh, Astros. The Astros. Yeah. The, yeah. uh, the Astros, like, you know, maybe the Astros, I, I heard this this week would beat the Yankees. I still, I'm still not sold on the Yankees totally yet. So maybe the Astros have the type of team to beat the Yankees. Baseball should be interesting though this year because with sure, the expanded sure. playoffs, you now have three playoff teams. Um, it means that you know the playoff watch is going to go a lot longer. It's going to go well into September. Might even go till the end of the season this year. So I mean, there's going to be a lot of interest. And I, if I'm correct, the way it's set up now, the first seeded team actually gets a bye. So right now it'd be the Yankees and I think the Dodgers get a buy. So, yeah. And it'll be interesting because I still think the Braves will catch and surpass the Mets. I just yeah. think they will. They're the defending champs. And to quote the great Ric Flair till you, till you, beat, <laughs> you got to be the man, you got to beat the man. I can't believe I'm almost butchered that. Speaking of the great Ric Flair, he's wrestling again. Did you know this? No, it's 70. I think you might have mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. It's 70, 71 years old. 71. Maybe we will bring uh, the con man back on the show because he wrestles on uh, July 31st in Nashville in a match against, hold on, I saw, they, dude, I got to send this video to you. It is so funny. It is Ric Flair. Uh, he's teaming up with his son-in-law who's married to Charlotte Flair. Uh, and he's going to fight this guy, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. So Jay Lethal, all I know about Jay Lethal is he got famous because he imitated Ric Flair. So anyway, they shot this like video and um, it's supposed to look like Ric Flair, like walking through the parking lot and like they get into a confrontation with these two guys and they like beat the living crap out of Flair. And he's like all bloodied up and everything. And he's like, F you, Jared. F you. It's so funny. But Jared's probably like 40 years younger than him. So that should be, that should yeah. be interesting. So you, besides Ric Flair, you, you didn't get a chance to say uh, what you were going to do this weekend and shout outs. Oh, I'm not watching Ric Flair. Uh, this weekend, we are going to some place in Georgia where there some is a natural, some place in Georgia where there's a natural spring. Um, oh, and wow. you can swim in it and you can, bottle your water. I don't know. I don't understand how natural springs work, but I, no one's ever accused me of being a rocket scientist either. So um, I am going to go check that out with my family. And uh, yeah, I mean, we have some pool time lined up and then this is going to be sort of the last quiet weekend for us um, before the kids go back to school, right? August oh. 8th, they go back. We're going out of town next weekend. We're going to taking a beach trip. So that'll be fun. And um yeah, man, we're we're just kind of laying low. And my shout outs, I'll give a shout out to B Train. He is uh, has a birthday coming up this week, so I want to wish him. A, what's that? Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Barry! That's Barry. right. Uh, is this the one before the big one? This is the, the one, one before, before the big one, that also yeah. known as Four Nine. Yeah. Uh, so they he is often known as our our third. So 
Maybe he puts the three in 1973. I don't know. But anyway, B-Train, hope you have a happy birthday and uh, live it up. A safe, safe, happy, healthy, uh, prosperous year for you, my man. I have a stupid question to ask you. What do they do with the pools if the kids are back in school? Are the pools still open in August? Yeah, our pools stay open. That's not a stupid question. I, I had the same question too a few years ago. So the, yeah. our pools stay open until late Labor Day, I think they close as the official pool close, like late after Labor Day weekend. Or maybe it's like this, the middle of September they close. Because I think the issue has always been getting lifeguards, but it's a good question. It's actually a good question because I've, I've always associated like pools closing with the beginning of school. So if school starting August 8th, I mean, then, you know, right. yeah. And but it's I guess fun because the- you, you go to school and then you take your kid, pick your kids up and you take them to the pool. And it's like a great way to burn like energy for them, more energy, you know. Does the high school, like high school football start like the second week of August? I think they have some training camp. I think it starts maybe the third week of August. That's got to be hot. That's got to be hot for football. Yeah, it may start. Yeah, I mean, but September's hot here too. You know, it's not quite August, but it's still pretty hot. It's still very hot, not pretty hot. It's very hot. So I would think the high school football around there has got to be pretty good. Do you know I've never really been to a high school football game here? Oh, you might have to. You might have to go because I mean that's a big recruiting area. Georgia, yeah, and, Florida. Yeah, everybody. And now that my kids are like, you know, kind of older, a little bit older now, uh, I think they would enjoy that, the, the yeah. pageantry of it all. So we'll probably, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to go to a high school game this year, but we are planning to go to a Georgia game. So well, listen, dude, uh, did you tell us about your, you did tell us about your weekend. Yeah, you're heading out. Already, to I'm, I'm right. headed out, Any but I, I will try. What? Any shout outs though? Uh, I'd like to give a good shout out to the pilot of my plane tomorrow. (laughs) And the pilot of my mother's plane who's returning. Yeah. Yeah. She's returning from, was she out in Mississippi or? No, she took a beach trip. Ah. Took a beach trip with her gals in uh, New Jersey. So yeah. Well, safe trip to you, man. And shout out to that, 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 uh, American Airlines flight 474. We shouldn't oh. put it out there because now people know, but I guess they can track it. <laughs> or they do it. If you want, you can track the flight on flight track. There's actually a program on the computer. I've been tracking the flight every day to see that it's on time and everything. So yeah. there's actually a way to do that. And no, I, I, I've got good feelings. I've got good. Feelings. How's your DVR experience? Have you, have you, I still haven't done it. I still haven't done it. I've been working on the, uh, we've been having some issues with slumens these days recently. So I haven't yet done it. I, I'm ex, I'm assuming it's a very exciting experience. I feel like it'll change your world a little bit. So, <laughs> you ready uh, to rock? You ready to rock out? That's right. Speaking of changing worlds, we will change your world again with another exciting episode next week of 1973. Everybody, have a good week. Good weekend. See you on the other side.